0: Welcome to the Let's Talk Energy podcast from EnergyNet. This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders, and rising stars of Africa's energy sector.
1: Yeah, hello. I'm Tony Tio, CEO of Renewables in Africa. What we do is simply raising awareness about renewables energy in Africa and across the world.
0: Solomon Jonjo,
1: uh, co-CEO, Serengeti Energy. Uh, we are developing renewable energy projects in sub saharan Africa. Okay, Solomon. So, uh, it's a pleasure to see you here. So, you are the co-CEO of Serengeti. I just wanted to start by asking you a question. So, co-CEO, that's quite rare to see that. I mean, they are two CEOs. <laughs> yes. So, why such a, I would say... Configuration and is it proper or good for decision making? Yes, um, it's a good question. I mean, if you look at our company,
0: we are a company that is looking at developing renewable energy infrastructure across Sub-Saharan Africa. And if you look at the development process, we are involved in the entire value chain. That is from development, construction, operations, and so the market is quite big. There's a lot of work to be done. So how the business has been structured is to have one CEO who's in charge of development and construction. Then once the project reaches commercial operation date, the project goes over to operation side. So there's sort of a handshake from development side, or what we call the growth side, and then the business goes to operations. It's it's um, as you said. It's not common, uh, but it's one way of making sure at least we are able to share responsibilities across the business. And the fact that our business, uh, you can be able to segment the different section of the business. Mm. It is working well. There are no issues, and you know we look forward to delivering on our mandate um, as far as renewable energy is concerned in Africa.
1: Excellent. Well, if it works well for you, so that's absolutely perfect for me as well. Yes. So, uh, can you tell us more about the key project you're working on at the moment? Yes.
0: Um. So. As I said, we are looking at developing in renewable energy infrastructure. We uh, want to become a long-term independent power producers. Uh, So the idea is to develop these assets. We'll sign long-term contracts with utilities or off-takers, and then we run during the the contract durations. So at the moment, we have um, eight operating power plants in four different countries, and hopefully by the end of this uh, month, we should add the ninth power plant and having operations in five uh, five countries. Currently, we have three operating hydros in Uganda. We have three operating hydropower plants in South Africa. We have one solar uh, power plant in Sierra Leone. Uh, we have one hydro in Ruaza. And the project we are about to commission is a solar power project in, in, in Malawi. The mandate we have is to develop a critical mass of these projects. The target we are looking at is having at least 300 megawatts by 2029. Um, We also have other markets we are looking at. We have projects in different phases. Uh, We are active in Benin. We are in Côte d'Ivoire. We are in Guinea-Conakry. We are looking at something in Mozambique. We are looking at something in Zambia where we have a very advanced project which we are hoping to start construction by the end of this year. And so we are continuously looking for opportunities to invest in as far as renewable energies is concerned. As you can see at the moment, the bulk of our pipeline is between um, small hydros and, uh, and solar projects. So the mandate from our investors is to look at anything up to, up to 50 megawatts. Okay, yes. that's
1: fine. Yeah. And I noticed you're actually operating in five countries, five services at the moment. Yes. But you definitely mentioned some more countries there. So what is the target there? So are you planning to tap into the whole of sub-Saharan Africa? So yes. So
0: when the company was set up in 2013,
1: our shareholders over and above looking at a return
0: requirement, they are also impact investors. And so if you look at some of these uh, small uh, to medium-sized uh, renewable energy projects, you find them in undeveloped parts of, of, of Africa. And so the, the idea is to have several of them in different locations, so whereas we spur sort of sustainable economic development in those areas, we are also able to provide clean renewable energy. The mandate we have is to look at all countries in sub-Sahara Africa. And so as we proceed, as we go by, um, for example, during this, this, this AEF week, we are discussing with potential investors, potential developers to see how we can leverage, how we as a company we can come in and help in developing this agenda where we transition to, to renewable energy. So to answer your question,
1: yes, the mandate is to look at all countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Okay, that's fine. And what are the key challenges that you see in those markets that are not mature enough? The key the key
0: challenges is, is of course, I mean everything has has two sides. There is a supply side and there is a demand side. At the moment there's a lot of pressure from from governments, from consumers to sort of lower the tariffs as far as you know costs are concerned, which which mm. we understand. But at the same time, uh, on on the supply side, you're talking about rise in interest rates, rise in the cost of equipment. So there are constraints from both perspectives. What we are trying to do is to have a sustainable level where price is sustainable from you know from a supply side and also for a consumption side. The key thing still remains um, you know getting a bankable project, where you're able to raise project finance and, and you know all the risks and rewards are appropriately rewarded. Um, our investors are DFIs. Uh, they obviously want to make a return, but at the same time, we need to have a level of, you know, proper allocation of risks that to ensure that once we commit the investment, then there's a system and there's an arrangement in place to make sure at least um, the, the the investors can repatriate uh, sort of their investments. Mm. So the key challenge right now, uh, like I said, is that you know global prices are going up, cost of equipment is going up. Um, there are foreign exchange um, constraints in most emerging markets. Um, government are struggling with sort of raising uh, sort of funds for investment. And so always finding that right balance where, you know, we as an investor are comfortable um, remains the key challenge. There are vast opportunities in Africa, uh, but it's just a question of uh, seeing how it works out. Our key off-taker in these in, in projects mostly is government utilities. Uh, and so to make sure that they are bankable, that they can attract that private uh, capital, remains one of the significant risks that we have. Like I mentioned earlier, also the fact that equipment cost is going up, interest rate for borrowings are going up, uh, foreign exchange is not available in most of our markets. Uh, those are making the challenge in terms of, you know, uh, advancing the agenda in transitioning to renewable energy.
1: Okay. And notice you haven't mentioned actually sourcing the project. So well, does it mean that, because that seems to be a big challenge for all the developers, does it mean that you find the secret source there? The secret service? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the African continent is blessed with
0: vast resources. Be it from a solar perspective, be it hydro resources, or be it wind opportunities. Uh, the question is, you know, making making a bankable project. And most countries that we operate in, uh, they have set up policies. That enable investment in small projects. Um, like, for example, in Kenya, we have the feed-in tariff policy, where the government already has told you ex- exactly how much you expect to get paid if you find this project. Um, if you look at, I mean, for example, from a solar pro- uh, from a solar perspective. We have 12 hours day, 12 hours night. So designing a solar project is not that complicated. So the resources are there, the opportunities are there. Um, There's a huge demand of electricity in sub-Saharan Africa. More than 600 million in sub-Saharan Africa don't have access to electricity. And so from a business perspective, the opportunities are there. The question is, how do you make it work? How do you package it that it makes sense from an investment perspective and also from a government side? So it's not a challenge finding the right resources. It's just a question of balancing in terms of, you know, making sure that once you package this deal, then there is a benefit from all the stakeholders.
1: Okay. And I remember actually listening to the interview of your CEO, the previous CEO, before you guys came in uh, on top of it, on top of the company. He was uh, talking about the company wanting to add one to two new plants every year, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I think one of those plans is here early on that you mentioned, the 5 megawatts. Yes. But there is one actually happening, 20, 21 megawatts in Malawi. Yeah, So what is the update there? So, yes, like I mentioned, the target is to,
0: have, um, is to have 300 megawatts into operation by 2029. So if you look at where we are, and also looking at the success and failure rate of these projects, then you can see where the number of 2 to 3 projects coming from. However, project development is not linear. Uh, For example, one year you can go with a project, then the second year you do three, four projects. But at least having that sort of uh, benchmark keeps us honest in terms of tracking how we are progressing. Uh, But like I said, the key challenge is most of our counterpart is the government. They are constrained in terms of how fast they can move and things do change. But the idea of having two to three is just to make sure at least we are tracking our progress and then remember again you can do one project for 10 megawatts you can do one project for 30 megawatts so from a capacity perspective you are still achieving the tra- the target but development is not a linear exercise um, anything is possible to change we are not in control of certain decision as far as development is concerned but having that target helps us sort of track how how things how things are progressing if you look at 2020 2022 2022 we closed on two projects Sierra Leone, the 5 megawatts came online, and also a hydro project in Uganda came online in 2022. This year, we are looking at 21 megawatts in Malawi and soon to start a construction project um, in South Africa, 4.5 megawatts, and hopefully phase two of uh, the Sierra Leone
1: project. Okay. The South African project and also the Uganda are they your latest investment in hydropower? Yes. Okay. Those are the latest ones. So okay.
0: in in Uganda in March of 2022, we commissioned a 7.8 megawatts hydro project, um, and then Sierra Leone was officially commissioned in October of 2022. We are at the final stages of negotiating the documents for the South African projects. It's a 5, pr- five megawatts project, which we, ex- start, we
1: expect to start construction in July this year. Okay, nice. that's, absolutely, that's absolutely fine. And um, I think a lot of people are talking about mining and critical ma- uh, 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 materials, because we know that that is key to achieve the energy transition, right? So, where do you stand as a company in this area? Are you doing something for it? Are you not interested? Where are you for that? Like I said, one of the key objectives we have is to supply
0: you know, clean energy um, in our markets. We have seen a lot of interest from mining companies looking to engage developers in terms of them developing sort of renewable energy infrastructure um, for their mining activities. There's a lot of interest in terms of, for example, setting up uh, solar power plants close to where we have these mining facilities. Um, And the good thing with mining is that, you know, they ensure most mining activities result in these minerals being exported outside the countries. And so they ensure there's flow of foreign currency. So they do help in stabilizing from that perspective. Um, so we are keen to have those discussions as far as mining is concerned. However, we are very conscious as far as the environment is concerned. We want to make sure that any investment we do or any counterparty we do, they are sort of uh, you know related uh, or aligned in terms of you know uh, conserving the environment, and we will be very hesitant to engage in any engagement with a party. That we feel is you know polluting or um, or harming the the environment that we're operating.
1: Okay, that's great. Yeah. the continent of Africa is a continent that is growing. You know, population is booming. So, from your perspective, what are you expecting that will happen between now and we we'll say 2050? So, how do you see? <sighs> yeah, this, uh, scenario planning. Obviously, with growth in population means that
0: the market is growing, means that we need to be prepared to make sure we provide the required resources, with growth in population means that there is big demand in energy. So as a company, we are positioning ourselves by looking at multiple projects, multiple investments in different countries to make sure at least we contribute towards that. Um, Like I mentioned, even in the markets we operate, um, we do have sort of CSR activities that we aim working closely with communities. We are looking at partnering with community and understanding exactly, as a company, how can we help? Over and above, providing employment, uh, providing renewable energy. Every year, we set aside a percentage of our revenue that goes towards uh, CSR to see how can we help in developing those, 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 those communities. We recently launched a water, a water project in Uganda. We have been working with uh, communities in Uganda that involve planting trees, which you know, help in uh, mitigation in terms of climate change, but also protecting the catchment areas as far as water is concerned. So we do expect that with rising population, there will be rising demand as far as energy is concerned. And so we need to be there and we need to be prepared to sort of provide this clean, uh, sustainable energy.
1: Mm, Okay. I think pushing a little bit further into that, there was a report that was released by McKenzie very recently saying that by 2050, the continent should be adding something like 800 million, more than 800 million people, right? So into uh, into a land, which is significant, right? It's huge. So uh, if we do the map, right, definitely we're looking at if we need to provide electricity to all those people, it's about 40 million more or less that needs to be uh, achieved every day. Not every day, every year, essentially. And I was actually wondering, so what would it take to actually 10x your current vision of having 300 megawatts? Because I would like to think, so ambitious company like yourself should be thinking about in terms of gigawatts as opposed to megawatts. because the 300, 300 megawatts that will electrify about if i'm correct something about two, uh, is that 2 million people uh, t- uh, 20 million people roughly so i think but we need 40 million every year so isn't it time for you to maybe to 10x it what would it take that's the question <laughs> as the CEO of the company what yes. would it take to 10x your vision everyone has uh, sort of their sweet spot there's what works mm-hmm. for different people
0: there are so many investments going on in the renewable energy side. If you look at countries like uh, Tanzania, if you look at Ethiopia, they're in a position to do mega dam and huge projects. So there are players who are looking at the bigger side of things. Like I mentioned earlier, over and above making a return, we are looking at making impact in our investments. And if you look at these uh, renewable energy resources, like small, small hydros, you find them in very remote, undeveloped areas. That is what we want to focus on, is that, you know, we make an impact in terms of where we invest. Um, in addition to ourselves, we have other players in the sector who are looking at this space. But I guess a question of everyone choosing an area where they are comfortable mm. and where they can make a real change. It wouldn't make sense for us to have very big, ambitious projects. then at the end of the period we have achieved nothing. It's better to have these smaller projects which you can track progress on and then when we look back you can see we've done it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are mega projects, there are stories of big projects which have been going on in Africa But to date, they've taken 10, 15 years and nothing has happened. So So it's it's better to look at somewhere where you are comfortable, where you can be able to get the funding from, where you have expertise and then specialize on that.
1: Okay. So AEFGCA is celebrating 25th anniversary and it's very good to see them back into the continent, right? So for the next 25 years, so how do you see the future? So where do you want all of us to be? You raise a very good point. I think this is the first time
0: that AEF is being held in mainland Africa. The first time it was Mauritius, but, in its, but since its inception in 1999, this is the first time it's been held in mainland continent. And I think it's about time. This is, this is, where, this is where the opportunities are. Um, if you look at the gathering today, we have people from all over the world. You have financiers, you have government bodies, you have developers, and it is very nice when they meet where the action is actually happening. So we do look forward to having more of these AEF conferences being held in Africa. Because again, the idea is to discuss the energy forum in Africa. So this was a very good move. Um, I did attend the, la- the last one in Brussels. And if you look at the turnout, the turnout here has been quite quite big. So which means there is interest. There is interest. And so having it closer to where the action is happening means you can get more participation. You have got more networking opportunities. And therefore you can make a, make, make a very big difference.
1: Mr. Solomon, that was a pleasure to talk to you and I wish you a very fantastic and wonderful conference. Thank you very much for Thank thank you very much.
0: This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders and rising stars of Africa's energy sector.